0: Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can
1: you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss, strike three, it's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship.
2: Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's OB's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale, on your
1: favorite podcast platform.
2: The Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast, presented by Clovercrest Media, is what you AEW fans have been looking for. Noah Cross and Tyler Bard give their take on every week's episode of Dynamite. If you are a massive AEW fan, then it is time to join us. Every Sunday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. Stay Crossum. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event.
0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Throwing Jabs Combat Sports Podcast. I'm your host as always, Big Jace. Join Man. Joe Guay and Jared Jones, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, not uh, Canelo coming back into the ring tonight. I know. Mean, UFC that got moved from ESPN Plus to ESPN Two, so hopefully that will do better than expected. But let's start things off with the recap. And let's start things off in the octagon as Derek Lewis KOs Curtis Blades. I don't think any of us really saw this coming. Joe, what do you think of this? Let Bye. me start off.
1: Look, I thought it could happen, and you know, last week while, during the show, and I'll have for the for the two previews the Tony Aguirre scouting report. Right, I had every intention of picking Derek Lewis for the fight. And I, you know, last week didn't have didn't have my brother, so I had to do the work on my own. And in doing the work that we do, I came to the conclusion that Curtis Blades should win. However, I will point out, I cautioned multiple times the possibility of him getting slipped. Four separate occasions last week. I said it could happen, might even happen, but I was still picking Blades. Four to one favorite, dude, that doesn't happen... Uh, it
0: just doesn't happen. I don't know. I mean, Jared, what did what, you think of the fight?
2: Um, good fight, fun scrap. Um and yeah, I think we all had blades and we all saw two heavy punchers with the with the ability to end it. Um when we, my last note was if you're betting on this fight, take doesn't go the distance. And put the house on yeah. it, and that was that was the right bet. I wouldn't want to take either one of those guys and put money on it. If you're gambling, take the under.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, before this fight, Dana White came out and said that John Jones was going to get the winner of Nganu and Stipe. Where does Lewis fit into that title picture, Joe? Does uh, I mean, w- would you prefer seeing like a Jones versus Lewis before uh Jones and the winner of that gets uh the miocic no. in Ghana?
1: No. Um, look, I I love Derek Lewis. Everybody, I think I've made that quite obvious, right? Um, he's one dimensional, he's just a one dimensional guy like Andre Olaski. Uh, another guy we'll be talking about, Usenio Rosenstrike. These guys are really good gatekeepers who tend to knock up and comers out. That's to me what this is. And it just proves that the talent in the heavyweight division just isn't that great, you know, un- unless you're talking about the top. Um, John is elite. He'll be a problem for Stipe. He'll be a problem for Nganu. And listen, he proved it again. Lewis can knock anybody out. But I don't think Dana is interested in watching the Black Beast lumbering around waiting to land like the knockout punch. It's just doesn't make for great entertainment. It's not championship quality. If you watch, if you watch this guy in a fight, I mean, honestly, all he does is get manhandled until he can throw that punch. I mean, it's pathetic. It's got no skills at all. You know, he was a kickboxer. crazy? I'm telling you. I don't know. Um, crazy enough, after the fight, Jared, after the fight, who did Lewis call out? Did he call out Stipe? Did he call out Ngannou? No. He called out. Money. No kidding. He called out Alistair Overeem after the fight, who's ranked seventh in the division, who's convalescent from being knocked out last weekend i find it for interesting the 18th
2: he... time on record
1: i noticed he didn't call out alexander volkov who was kicking his ass for five rounds until he slipped him with four seconds to go in the fight so either call out steep a big guy or maybe hang him up because i don't know
2: and that's what you have to want you're number four you beat number two you don't want a shot at the title
1: Right, you're calling about like that. Should be
2: the only, that should be the only thing. And you're the active one too. If somebody wants to make the argument in Ganu Jones, Lewis, who should get the title shot? Hey, you don't care about the money. You can make a valid argument that should go to Lewis.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Inganu wins, Lewis already has a win over Inganu. But I I do think I think the fight Needs to be made between Lewis and Jones, though. Because you you need to see how Jones is going to do with the possible 60 extra pound weight difference that he's used to. And I I, I, I do think Jones needs to prove himself before getting that title shot at heavyweight.
2: Prove himself against against the number four guy who just beat number two.
1: When, when what so- is it,
2: what's in it for the number four guy? Except the name John Jones. He hasn't done anything. You can't get. You, I, I don't know, man. I have trouble giving Jones that shot. He wants to fight. He should fight in mm, All
1: right. So here's what we're looking at, right? And Ganu and Stipe are proven or uh, fighting uh, yeah. on what is it, the 27th, right? So you want Jones and Lewis to fight, what, in three months? And then when does that put the championship match together? Thank you, Tony. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: if uh, Stipe is pro- proven, so say Stipe wins. He he fights once a year, as is. I'm saying before that fight, so he has the Nganu rematch this year. <coughs> His next fight's gonna be next year, and then that's when, in between that time, you have Lewis versus Jones to have Jones prove himself that he can handle the extra weight and the extra power at heavyweight, and then he can get that title shot. I mean – Can he do I that he this down, weekend? I think John Willen? Jones
1: has proved himself. 205 to 265
0: I2C's is a just big – big, big, That's 60 pounds. You, see him? Have you seen difference.
1: him? Have you seen him? Dude, big
0: at this point, fight anybody.
2: Amazing. Fight anybody, dude. How long – when was John Jones' last fight?
1: It's already been a year uh, plus. That's, yeah. This is the other problem, is you're talking about if it's well, you're also assuming Steve is gonna win because if Engana wins, the, the the turnaround might be a little bit different. So it'll be yeah, it'll be right. interesting to see what happens there. Um I don't know. I, I but here's the problem, and this is what Dana doesn't want. The same thing that just happened to Curtis Blades. Again, nobody looks at I, I, I love John Derek Lewis. I love this guy to death. Okay. I I I again I like to watch his highlights because it's short, it's quick, and it's it's fun, big knockouts. But when you watch this guy's fights, they're boring. He doesn't look like a champion, he doesn't fight like a champion. He once is-
2: a year for eight years, John Jones, once a year for the last eight years. Come on, do something.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I mean, it's funny. I didn't hear you say anything about Adesanya getting Blasowitz without fighting anybody in the light heavyweight division. I didn't hear yeah, you arguing yeah. about that. I didn't hear you complain about that at all, Jay. That's,
0: that's a debate for that? next week. I mean, yeah, and I'll give them next week when we play <laughs> <fight. laughs> now,
1: now you'll have adequate time to prepare for what I'm going to say. So, great. Okay. This
0: will work out for everybody. All right. Let's switch from the octagon. To the ring as Oscar Valdez remains undefeated as he KOs Miguel Burchelt in the 10th round to win the WBC Junior Lightweight title. Jared, you're the boxing guy. What did you think of this fight?
2: This was a great fight. And you know, I've got to give big respect to Joe, who called basically blow by blow. Round by round, he predicted every single thing right, and when he was done, I said, Joe, I agree with you 100% about everything you said, except that knockout in the 10th round is going to be the other guy. (laughs) He picked everything but the winner, my man.
1: Yeah, dude, this was uh, a bummer. I'll tell you that. I I, I will say, um, I didn't think Oscar Valdez had it in him. I thought Miguel Burchelt was carrying quite a chip on his shoulder from their days as amateurs. Like I said last weekend, where uh, he always felt the the Mexican commission was giving Valdez all the love and and all the boosts, and this was his chance to show them what was up. And uh, obviously, he fell really short. Uh, That said, I think Shakur Stevenson is a great fight for Valdez next. I think that's the place to go. Uh, And if you're looking at the rankings, you got Tank in there at number two. He's never coming back because he'll never make weight there again. Uh, Jojo Diaz is ranked third. Just came off that draw. I think he's got to go face Rakamov off again and get that thing settled up. Uh, Diaz beat Tevin Farber, who's fifth. So I think as you're looking at it and you're looking at names, I think the big money fight for Valdez, the fight he deserves, uh, and the name he should get a guy who I think needs to name himself and has a lot to prove, has a lot of hype behind him, Shakur Stevenson. So I'd love to see that be the next big fight. I'll tell you what, dude, watching this, this match, Jared, it's funny because of what you just said was exactly what I was thinking in that fight. Um, and as soon as it was over, I was like, Oh my God, dude, I can't even believe that. Like (laughs) you nailed it. You nailed it. I, I mean, I just love it. I mean, uh, that was the worst thing. It was like when I was at your house and we watched uh Holloway and uh Yeah. Yeah 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 the look on your face every punch uh and there were a lot of them as you Boston
2: know. Kid Qatar yeah yeah guitar,
1: yeah yeah that's right. That was uh that's how I felt. Kater. Here's yeah. the thing you didn't have the satisfaction of watching it unfold in my <laughs> <laughs> That's all you didn't that. get. That's all you didn't get, but just know what happened.
2: True that. Find out somebody stole your whole joke and just tinkered with the punchline a little bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, and hey,
2: while we're while we're talking about this weight class, I wanna I wanna just uh jump in here. You guys remember the guy you've never heard of that's gonna be the upstart up and comer? Do you remember who I had? Guy named Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yes. He's fighting this weekend. He's fighting a guy that lost to to Ramirez in a five-round bar burner. Tall guy, long reach, big jab, Mo Hooker. If you guys remember Maurice Hooker from his fight with Jose Ramirez, this guy can bang. Ortiz Jr. is like a four-to-one favorite against Mo Hooker tonight. That fight is worth watching. And this Ortiz kid is the real deal. So that's that weight class. All those guys you just named. Ortiz Jr. beats this guy. Man, I'd love to see this be the kid that beats Tank. He will oh, yeah. expose Tank. He will expose Ryan Garcia. All of these little flaws we talk about with all these undefeated guys. This kid comes up and gets his man strength like he ought to. You know, he makes the just average progression from here. This is going to be a guy we're talking about a lot, Virgil Ortiz Jr. All
0: right, I mean, all right. We'll be on <laughs> that, but talking about fights that are coming up tonight. I mean, there there's been a lot of criticism surrounding Canelo Alvarez, especially with the selection of uh, of his opponent tonight, Yaldrim. Um, and a lot of people have considered Canelo to be the most overrated person. In boxing right now. But four are who you got this week. Who is the most overrated fighter in the UFC right now? Joe, we'll start off with you.
1: I hate to say this because he's actually one of my favorite guys in the UFC. But Georgie Masvidal, who I think oh, has, has in talks such a great game. Destroyed Askren, obviously my favorite fight of all time, beat the crap out of Darren Till, uh, got a shot at Usman and went the distance. But like as usual, as usual, came up short. Um, and and sort of had the built-in excuse he took it on short notice, which has only pissed Usman off more. Yeah. Um Game lost to I was looking over his resume. Ally Aquinta, Benson Henderson, Wonderboy, Damien Maya, and Lawrence Larkin. There's there's even worse names on that list. Um, again, 36. I think his chance to be at the top is gone. And uh, I think it's really unfortunate. The other guy who jumps to mind for me is Francis Ngannou. Um Knocks everybody out, but you know, fights DP, fights Lewis, doesn't go toe to toe, so he's got a chance to uh to prove me wrong March 27th. But he's a problem for me, Let's do something. So been, uh, Did
0: I... Joe take your uh... no way, care, no, 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 he's not right. even close. Oh, okay, I don't know, I don't know. You... Well, he's not even close, right got...
2: I mean, who this guy's dangerous in any both of those guys, dangerous in any yeah. fight they get into. And I don't I just can't I just can't put them on my top. They they Masvedal might make the top five. Like I did think of him being a guy with a lot of hype. You know, and does the hype necessarily match up with the fights? No, but my my top three, number three, John Jones. You're, you're ranked heavyweight. You you fight once a year. I don't think that you're where you should be right now. When people think about you in your head in their head as the number one contender for the heavyweight strap, I don't see that. Number three, John Jones. Number two, Conor McGregor. I've always kind of believed this about you. You are not as talented as you are. Hype and the money follows McGregor. So he gets the big fights, but he loses the big fights. No matter if he's in in with, with four sides or eight, he loses the big ones, but that's not the number one guy. The number one guy's name keeps coming up. He's done nothing. His last fight or two were not wildly impressive. He's not who he used to be, but for some reason, whenever you talk about these crazy big super fights, George St. Pierre keeps coming up. And that's my most overrated guy in the UFC, George St. Pierre.
1: Uh, I can like I, that. Can I address that for you? Joe now? and I are
0: on different pages
2: here. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. We're not that far off. And I'll be honest, I love your list. I didn't pick Jones and I didn't pick McGregor because I thought those were, uh, as Jace calls them, SpongeBob, SquarePick, <laughs> hand. I think those are I, – I agree with you, and I think Connor. And I, I use the word leading up to the Poirier fight, is to me the most overrated guy in this business. Um, and and at his age with his inactivity, he can't he can't back that up at all. Um, mm-hmm. as far as John Jones, I thought we were choosing from active fighters, so I left him off the list. Um that's why. Um, but you know, especially Jared when you point out that he's heavyweight, uh, number one contender, without ever having stepped in the octagon also, he's retired, I should point out, uh, technically speaking. Well, that
2: doesn't say in know. the UFC.
1: Fair enough. That doesn't enough. say most
2: overrated fighter in the UFC, most overrated UFC
1: Georgia, fighter. George St. Pierre. Um, 13 title defenses. You know, I think a guy that, that put his money where his mouth is. And I'll tell you what, Jared. it's I, The more I've been reading about stuff, I, I mean, a lot of people call him the greatest of all time. And I really struggle with that a lot. Um, I don't love him. I never have. Yeah. There's just I don't get it. I, I I don't I don't get it, but I can't disprove it. Like I, I don't generally get into arguments where I'm like, mm, I don't think St. Pierre is that great. Uh, but it seems the overwhelming majority of people feel that way, and I don't get it. I don't get it. I've been yeah. reading a lot about it. I don't I guess- I just don't see it.
2: I have always and probably will always say uh, Hoist Gracie when that comes up and just take my lumps in the argument. I know there's some there's some other arguments. But when you take the clock and have it go up instead of down and remove the judges, that's a different fight. That's a different fight. If there's no judges to tell us who won and lost and no clock to tell us time is up, that has more realism when it comes to a fight, doesn't it? Who set a clock and tell us we're done? Uh uh-uh. uh. we pack a lunch to whoop
1: my ass. <laughs> well, so, so, I mean, again, I guess the question here is, is are we talking about active fighters? Can you, or can we say George and St. Pierre is the best, uh, the most overrated guy right now? Or we're talking historically speaking, maybe. Uh, the idea that his name keeps coming up when he hasn't fought in going on four years is so silly.
2: Well, let me make an argument in, in the grand scheme of things, in the history of the UFC, since the institution of the weight classes, I might go back that far, maybe have to come up just a little bit. But if I were to claim the heavyweight division as the answer to this question, how far off am I? How many, a few years ago, what was Stepe Miocic? How many losses does this guy have? Like, what do we, when we look at this overview here, you've talked about Angano, Lewis being a, being a one trick pony. And that's number four and just beat number two. What are we really looking at here? Overrated, it's the whole heavyweight division. Right now, you can have all of them. Boxing, as Tyson Fury has reclaimed more of that allure of, ooh. More of that mystique. I can't have a heavyweight champion with eight losses and have that, oh, my God, this guy's a killer. You know, Mike Tyson. People still thought he was going to murder Roy Jones. People still thought Roy might die in that fight just because how ferocious that guy was. Brock Lesnar. Guys were, were fearful of him when Frank Mur beat him. I mean, these this is this was there were there have been a lot of times the heavyweight division has been a lot more exciting in the UFC than it is for me right now. I feel like a real good big badass heavyweight will beat all of these guys, and I think we're seeing it. I think we might see him tonight. I'm gonna let you go ahead, go ahead, ahead Jace. lead us in. I think that guy might be uh, might might get an upset tonight, and we're looking at that undefeated monster that nobody wants to fight
0: all right let's head into the preview segue with uh yeah ufc fight night uh i mean it got changed from espn plus to espn Two. you got rosen versus gain joe what's going on in this fight
1: all right ready here we go here's the scouting report Rosa Strike is 32 years old, 6'4", 248 pounds, 78-inch reach, 11-1 at MMA, 10 knockouts, and, of course, was knocked out that one time. He's a former kickboxer. He was 76-8 and eight with 64 knockouts and only KO'd twice. Came to MMA in 2012. Actually went back to kickboxing because it uh, wasn't going so well. Came back in 2017, made his USA de- debut with a second-round knockout. Followed it up with two more first-rounders, including of Andre Orlovsky. He took Alistair Overeem uh, on short notice. Got his brains beat in. I watched that fight last night. Um, Knocked Overeem out with four seconds left. And the worst part was he dropped Overeem. Overeem popped right back up. I hate that. Now, mind you, he took a step in the wrong direction. And I understand the ref stopped the fight there, but, boy... Uh, and then next up for Strike was Ngannou, 20 seconds. Jared, they didn't even show highlights of the fight. They just replayed the fight because that was quicker. I mean, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's signature fight is the win against uh, Overeem. And if I'm being honest, that is the kind of quality of fight you would see in Kimbo Slice's backyard.
2: Yeah, um, seven, 17 other people did that, and he stayed down. So... Yeah. Congratulations.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, again, this wasn't a a lights out knockout even. Hey,
2: his Um, nickname, Sleeping Match.
1: Yeah, all right. (laughs) Yeah, there he is. All right. Okay. Uh, He did, by the way, uh, knock out your boy Junior Dos Santos uh, second round, but he also got his brains beat in the first round. Uh, uh, Again, not what you want to see from a guy like that. Um, has he knocked out anybody under
2: thirty-seven or is it just Andre Orlovsky and Yeah.
1: Again, this is one of those times, Jared, where once this guy started facing real competition, you know, again in, in aging dos Santos, I, I don't think he would have beat him four years ago. Uh and again, that first round, he, again, you could see you could see the difference between a quality fighter. And again, this is what stuns me that 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 Rosa Strike was a kickboxer and a good one, apparently.
2: But how many fights? I always talk about the mileage these guys have.
1: Uh, how many? How many kickboxing fights? Eighty-five. Yeah, it was. Uh, 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 it, it was uh, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. But again, it knocked out twice. And-
2: only knocked. Only knocked out twice. But you've had eighty-five fights. You know. I had scrub scrubs. There's six minutes max, and there were 36 of them, and I've got permanent stuff from it. Like, you can't do that and not, I don't no, know, head man.
1: Movement, no head movement. He's a punching bag waiting to throw that big strike, and it's, geez. Uh Meanwhile, Dan. Don- Lewis 2.0. Exactly, just a, a younger version. Uh, Gons, thirty-six foot six, two hundred fifty-eight pounds, eighty-one inches. Going, knockouts. going, seven and zero. Gone. I love it. Three KOs. Going, three going, Houston, gone. <laughs> and one decision. Uh, this guy was also a kickboxer. Seven and zero, five knockouts. Then he became Francis and ganu's sparring partner. So he's taking a big punch, Rosen strike. He knows how to get hit. Been hit by the guy that probably throws the hardest. In an unprecedented move, this guy got signed to the UFC after three fights. That was all they needed to see. Um, He beat Rafael uh, Pessoa by submission in his debut with a triangle choke. I mean, dude, this guy, for his size, is the best athlete in the division Although, I guess I got to see what big boy John Jones looks like first. But uh, beat Tanner Bolzer by decision before knocking out Junior Dos Santos in the second round. Also had a good first round, though, against Dos Santos. Great, well-conditioned athlete for his size. The head movement is sick. Bounces on his feet. The footwork is nasty. He's an excellent wrestler. Very proficient fighter. Elbows, knees, kicks. Uh, He fights with a broken rhythm, which will make it hard for a guy like Rosenstrike to get the timing down. Here's my last stat. strike lands with a 51% accuracy rate. Gone at 54. Combined these guys throw 10 strikes per minute. But striking defense is the only number that you'll really notice that stands out between these guys. Jazini uh, is at 36%. So he eats two out of every three punches thrown at him. Gagne is at 73%, meaning three out of four punches miss. Gagne wins this fight, third-round stoppage, either submission or he just beats the daylights out of Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike's out of his league here. Oh, yeah.
2: No, I totally agree. And you look at now, this is, this is one of the greatest examples of what I mean when I say mileage. These guys fight 10 years ago as amateurs. It's a different fight. But you've got their both kickboxing experience. One of them has seven fights. The other one has 85. First one's been knocked out zero times. Second one's been knocked out twice. One of them has 12 UFC fights. has been knocked out once. The other one has seven. Hasn't been knocked out. Do we have any record of this guy having the lights turned off? Even big bang out fights like, ooh, that was a war. No, like you said, for his size, the head movement, this is the next guy in the heavyweight division. He'll win tonight. He'll continue winning. He can beat Stipe. He can beat Inganu. Him and John Jones comes in and does what some people think he's gonna do. That's the end of the tournament in the heavyweight division right now. It's John Jones versus uh going, going, gone.
1: Cyril gone. The only guy that's gone the distance with him was Tanner Bozer, and I watched that fight. And I don't know how. I mean, they were saying in the last round they don't they weren't sure how Bozer had been able to survive. Um, it, it, it was an absolute thrashing. Mm.
2: Well, and yeah, like Tony said, if you watch the two of them play, you would think the technically sound guy with all that experience is gone, and it's and it's it's not. And it, the mileage has everything to do with that. Sleeping match, Rosenstruck. It's,
1: it's got to because, dude. I mean, it, to to think of of how good a fighter rosen strike was while well, a kickboxer you see him in the octagon and you're like no way can't be yeah. that guy no just you, you don't see it and again for, gone 66 six, dude bouncing on his toes dude he looks like valentina shevchenko the whole fight i mean that is something else mm-hmm. he moves like a seasoned kickboxer Tony just said in the comments it's ridiculous yeah. But, but could Rosenstrike put him out with one punch? Absolutely.
0: Yes, it's heavyweight.
1: Absolutely. That's his. That's honestly, dude. Right now, they're having their their pre-fight meeting, and they're like, "All right, Gazzino, what's what was Who so were we
2: just talking about last week?" Um, um, Usman. Yeah. And I was talking about windows, right? And I tell people when I train them. You're going to reach out. Now, when you when you send soldiers out to battle, you've got a 1,000 soldiers, right? Do you send them all out? No, because two guys kick in the back door, rape your wife, and kill your kids. You can't send them all out there at once, right? You want to keep some home and send them out to do a little damage at a time. And then when they go out, they do the damage. When they're done, bring them right back home. Bring them right back home. This guy limits those windows of opportunity to get knocked out like no other heavyweight in the division. John Jones will have that. If, he, if his weight transfers properly, he'll have that. Otherwise, this is number one in the division. Head movement, footwork, all that little stuff. Get him out, bring them back home, close the windows. This guy's serious. This is the real deal. You want to see the the future of the heavyweight division? You're going to see it tonight.
1: Well, the other thing that cracked me up was, uh, again, in watching the fight uh, with Overeem, they kept talking about what a proficient counterpuncher Rosenstrike is. I can't tell you how many times Overeem's big, stupid face was just here and he didn't do anything. There was even a point in the fight where he busted him up, threw a couple points, <laughs> he went up against the cage, and Rosenstrike just sort of backed off for a minute like, bro. He need to try he need to
2: try God. a duck and strike.
1: Oh, bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh he needs this, to this, try this, a duck and strike. This, this 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 is gonna really, I think, uh, expose Rosenstrike for the completely one dimensional fighter that he is. And be a coming out party for Gone. Who, I'll be I, honest, I, I, I didn't know a whole bunch about um, oh, this before this the the fight. And I, my goodness, I ate up all this stuff, man. He is so
0: good. I'm serious. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, however, think – Take Strike, Chase! No, I mean, you guys are, are, are going, like, hard. I mean, I, I think you guys are, are downplaying Strike a little bit. Uh, he's a I think terrible he's fighter. It, I, I think he's going to keep it competitive. <laughs> I, I think he's gonna last at least a couple rounds. Uh, I, I, may, maybe even. Oh, yeah, he issues. will. He's gonna I mean, get his uh,
1: brains beat in for a couple rounds, hoping to land a knockout punch. Gone's not the guy you're gonna find it on, though. I, I do.
2: I, I don't I, buy I, it. This doesn't, doesn't, doesn't see the, the third, third round.
0: I, I think he. I think he clips Gone at least a couple times. Uh, I think this is gonna be a good fight. He's gonna have
2: trouble landing and be out by the end of the second.
0: Bro, if you can't knock
1: out Alistair Overeem, how? Do... I mean, again, five seconds left, bro, right. uh, and not even out. Just dropped him on his butt. He popped right back up.
2: He's gonna have trouble shoulder checking the the corners in his. Kids' rooms and going down the hallway. You know how every now and again, oh, 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 oh. He's going to get to a point where those take him out. Boom, ah, what happened? Dad bumped into the wall again.
1: Dude, also. Get I mean, the smelling salts. Overeem wrestles like an eight-year-old boy. I mean, there's no technique behind it. I watched him take Rosenstreich down over and over again in their fight. Help the bear. And you know what Rosenstreich did on his back? Nothing. Nothing. You know how the black beast will lift you off and toss you off and you're on top of him. Rosenstreich just lays there and gets beat up. That's his move. Literally, the, the, <laughs> the, the he absorbs the ground and pound. It's not. It's not. Jace, trust me on this one. If you pick Rosenstreich, I, I'm, I'm,
0: not gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not picking I'm gonna, it. I'm not picking it. I'm just saying you that he's, going to, land. he's going to land some shots, and I think uh, Gon isn't as. Uh, Untouchable, as you guys think. I, I think he's really good. I think he's gonna win, but I think Rosenstrike's gonna gonna land some stuff, and and it's gonna be a lot better fight than uh, what, what you guys are saying. That's what that's just take, the, I under. I, I <laughs> take the under. I don't know.
2: Take the under. Somebody's
0: gotta pick him. Well, I mean, that that should be an interesting fight. A fight I'm not. I mean, we talked about not being that uh hyped up for yaldrim uh aviny all Aldri- Yaldrim challenges canelo <laughs> for his super middleweight title
2: bravo <laughs> did, did um joe-, joe Joe I have a I have a nickname for that guy oh, yeah. so I want you to go I put it in the private chat comments I want you to, when you say that guy first guy's name there, I want you to put that in the middle. And that's
1: his nickname there. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness gracious. Avni Icy Hot Shaq Gunk Yildirim. <laughs> Avni Icy Hot Shaq Gunk Yildirim. Uh, All right, here we go. Canelo, uh, 30 <laughs> years old. 5'9 with a 70 and a half inch reach, 54, 1 and 2, 36 knockouts, just the fourth Mexican to be a four weight world champion. He's ranked the world's best pound for pound boxer by just about everyone except for ESPN.com. He was bullied growing up because he was a ginger. He started boxing at 13, won a ton of medals by 15. Jerry, they could not find any more amateurs. He had to go pro. Hit the scene in 2010 on the undercard of Mayweather-Mosley when he beat Jose Cotto. Uh, Went on to win, um, went on to knock out Luciano Coelho for the uh, WBC junior middleweight title. He unified the division when he decisioned Austin Trout. Then came the Mayweather loss. Uh, Two years later at middleweight, he beat Jose's brother, the great Miguel Cotto, then unified the division by beating Caleb Smith's brother, and then by beating Triple G, signed so with the Zone for three hundred sixty million to set up that big third mega fight with Triple G. But instead, Jared, what we got was him moving up to super middleweight, where he uh, gave us the knockout of Rocky Fielding, KL light heavyweight champion, and grandfather Sergey Kovalov before breaking contract <laughs> with Golden Boy and the Zone, and then settled on unifying the. Always impressive, highly desirable, super middleweight division. He <laughs> the head movement. Uh, he uses that to negate his opponent's advantage of both size and speed. He's perhaps the best puncher in the sport, dodging his opponent's best shots while exposing their openings and employing some of the best body punching in the business. This fight is essentially busy work to keep Alvarez active for his fight coming up in a couple of months with Billy Joe Saunders. Avni Yildirim's 29, 5'11", 21, and 2 with 12 knockouts. You guys are going to love this. Uh, he's been knocked out once in his career. Mr. Robot is his nickname. I'm not joking. His trainer, for his lack of movement, calls him Mr. Robot. He won a bronze medal at the 2013 Mediterranean Games after being a five-time national champion turned pro at 20. I hope we get
2: to hear sticks when he comes out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude, he was listen
0: as an amateur. Oh, really
1: dude. He was 120 and 12 as an amateur, got to 16 and 0 with 10 knockouts before he got steamrolled by Chris Eubank Jr. at the World Boxing Super Series, getting yeah. stopped in round three. He stepped up again in competition against Anthony Durrell, losing by a technical decision. I don't think I saw that. The headbutt. Uh, on Darrell. Uh, oh,
0: that nasty.
1: Was, do you remember when that was? That was February of 2019. Yeah. He hasn't fought since then. His status on BoxRec is listed as inactive. Inactive. But the corrupt WBC <laughs> is forcing this fight. making Yildirim, the number one contender, uh, a one-dimensional, flat-footed, straightforward brawler who will stand in front of Canelo for somewhere between four and six rounds before succumbing to the knockout power. I'm going to say Canelo drops him lights out in the fourth. That's how I feel.
2: Really? Oh, well, that's our best bet then. Uh, Because I got one to three in decision. So you can have four to six. Matter of fact, you got four to 12. Because I'll take the first three rounds, he totally outclasses this guy, and and Yildirim can't deal with it. Or they fall into this sparring partner mentality, and it goes to decision. I don't see him working this guy over and slowly, and then it be in those middle rounds. I don't see that. I think it'll happen early, or it won't happen at all. Because these guys sparred before. These guys are, are homeboys for all intents and purposes, right? So, you know, it, that's the danger you run into when you get that. Usman, we were talking about how much more uh, exposed he was in this last fight because the guy knew him. How much more susceptible he was, let's say, because the guy knew him. So I'm not saying Canelo I hope he gets knocked out. I think this fight is a joke. I hate talking about it seriously. It's why I'm not picking a winner and talking about picking around and trying to find something Joe and I disagree on to make it interesting. This sucks.
1: <laughs> this
2: sucks. It's the it's, it's one of the best fighters in the game, and you're fighting the fucking milkman. Excuse me, man. This 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 dude Canelo has infuriated me when it comes to boxing. I've been doing this thing with Scrub Scraps and saying we need levels. We need a spot for beginners because so many more people would be involved in the sport. Then we need to separate amateur from professional. If Olympic isn't amateur, then stop calling it that. We need to separate those two. So we have beginners, amateurs, and professionals. And when you're in that professional tier, I'm going to expect you to act like it. I'm gonna have guidelines for who you're allowed to fight, and and you can't stretch too far one way or the other. You're number four. You beat number two, and call out number seventeen. We're gonna have a problem. A tune-up fight for the number one pound for pound on a lot of people's lists. What is this? I'm bu- like I'm incensed with this one, man. I can I can barely talk about it like a real boxing match. I hope he gets beat up. I hope he'll fight me. That's what I really want. I went there once before. Canelo Alvarez, I'll fight you. If there's something nasty I can say to you to get you to fight me because you seem all about hype and, and BS than actually figuring out who the better guy is. So so be the better guy in the ring, you know, and fight somebody and pass out these big paydays, but I want one too. I'm coming for I want to eat your children. I want to eat your children. You want me to fuck by a man, Canelo? Like, I'm ready. I'll get in the ring with this guy, and I'll do my best. No promises. I want that payday. If he's handing him out, I want one. Uh, uh, Sorry, guys. uh, Don't
0: be sorry. (laughs) Furious by this one because I'm trying
2: to fix the bottom of the sport, and this guy's messing up the top of it. What are you doing? This is the one part of it I didn't think needed that much help. It's infuriating. Yes, Yes. UFC has made instituted rules for who you fight and they make those decisions for you because they have a commission running the whole thing, which boxing doesn't have. We have 18 of them that each want to have their own title. So what Tony just says, absolutely correct. UFC is like boxing used to be where we're finding out who the best fighters are. Goan's not going to beat this guy up and then go fight Kimbo Slice. (laughs)
0: You're right. I mean, if Canelo, like, if he wants to actually earn respect, I think he has to – I mean, I'm a Canelo guy. But if he wants to earn respect, he has to go out there and he has to put uh, Yaldrim away in – like you said, Jared, the first lesson Less than three. Cool around, yeah. Less than three. I, I hope he Go well, ahead fight next break, month.
2: Sir. Don't give me an eight month break after you beat Abney Yildirim.
0: You're right. You're right. And Jared. I'll, I'll heal up in eight months. I'll
2: fight him first just to get to you, Canelo. Uh, <laughs> get some.
0: <all> right. <laughs> hey, let's keep the, the future. <clears throat> The fire rolling, Jared, as you hit us with that flurry.
2: Oh, when my wife was in high school, she moved from Chaplin, Connecticut to Tallahassee, Florida, and was being bullied at her school by a group of girls. Her brother suggested she put a brick in her purse to hit one of the girls with. She had enough fear to put a brick into her purse, but too much fear to leave it in there when she left for school. Years ago I heard one of my trainers say something that'll always stick with me. I've never seen a genuinely tough guy go out of their way to prove they are tough. It was John Scully. So for the last few years, my best friend Dizzle's been pushing me to do the soul searching and figure out why scrub scraps is so important to me personally. If I take away all the helping and all the healing and all the other people, me personally, why is it why it's important? Um, Years I've been working on that and finally over the last week or two I have a good answer and it's because toughness, as most of the world knows it, is a hoax. In 1992 I started East Lyme High School and as far as tough high schools go, this is at the bottom of the list. Um, A smaller, predominantly white, upper middle class high school and still I was bullied incessantly. The next year, I went to Norwich Free Academy, and as far as tough high schools in Connecticut go, NFA would probably rank near the top of the list. Um, Being touched used to make me a lot more uncomfortable than it does now, even in a friendly way, but at NFA, I was punched, kicked, smacked, spit on, pushed, and otherwise tormented every single day. Uh, There were three bullies I remember specifically that would trap me, hit me take my lunch money, after about a week or so, I started bringing extra lunch money to school, um, eating in the bathroom stall. I remember uh, walking my food out of the lunchroom real carefully looking over my shoulder to see none of them would see that I had food because that would mean I had money that I hadn't given them. Um, and I was sure that everybody could see me and the look in my eye and that, that everybody knew how terrified I was walking around the hallways and walking from building to building. And One day I woke up in the morning, um, I put uh, my one set of lunch money in my pocket and instead of bringing a second one I was just determined to eat lunch with that one. Um, And I went to school much like Erica with the brick in her purse, you know, so full of fear that I was ready to kill or die that day. Uh, Those same three bullies cornered me inside the school and the biggest one when he got close enough to me I punched him in the mouth and he fell over and started bleeding. And this is one of the craziest moments in my life because those other two didn't jump on me. Um, He didn't scramble to his feet to get back at me. They all just froze with this crazy look in their eyes that I would have recognized anyway. It was that same fear I'd been walking around with in my eyes. I started crying and chasing them. Um, I ended up literally having to run after them to get more shots off. Uh, and I was, and I was almost angrier afterward, um, heading to school with all of that. Like I was rid- literally on my way to school. I was ready to kill or be killed. And after one punch, you all ran away. You were all, you became the terrified ones. Um, you didn't even want to have a fist fight. I was ready to kill and die, and you weren't ready to throw a punch. You weren't even ready for that. After that, I started calling out every tough guy. Every time somebody said they were going to do something, I told them to do it or shut up about it. I was ready to be the one who fought anybody who was ready to fight. And 99% of the time, the people that were puffing up, they weren't ready for that. And then over time, something happened to me. I came to understand there were always going to be guys tougher than me in the world. A lot of that happened in the boxing gym. Um, And I developed some genuine toughness so that I no longer felt it necessary to prove it. Every high school, every prison should have a Scrub Scraps program when we build a system and hierarchy like that it's more fair for both the bullies and the victims and the people at the top aren't the ones who talk the best game but the genuine tough people who aren't going to exercise that on the people that are weaker than they are i've never seen a genuinely tough guy go out of their way to prove they're tough john scully thanks guys
1: I love wiffle ball, no other way to explain it, just something about the game, the feel of the grass, smacking that ball all over the field, making plays, diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me, striking out grown men, watching their knees buckle, a called third strike, set out, bud, and then, of course, the home runs, the base hits, the big, big home runs at the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story, a CMG podcast. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what do you need
1: right after hearing the tragic tale of
0: <laughs>
1: bullied youth? Yes, you need a feel-good story. A, whiff about a of guy that loves to play. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for everybody so watching great. that, that is real. That is not a joke. That's a real thing that we're doing, uh, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs>
0: yep. Oh, yeah. That along with throwing jabs is part of Clovercrest Media. Make sure you go to Clovercrest.com. Check out one of the many podcasts, over 30 different podcasts. Not just all sports. I mean, yeah, you got the the football, the baseball. But, I mean, there's uh, true crime, politics. Everything you want in a podcast is there at Clovercrestmedia.com. And if not, you can start your own. Come join the CMG Podcast family. But uh, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, Enjoy the fights. Thank you, Joe and Jared, for joining me. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Uh, Enjoy the fights tonight. And we will see you next week for more Throwing Jabs. Take care.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is our main event.